for you every week. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I don't I know how many he's got, but uh, he's got a lot. I definitely enjoyed that one. Good job, Candace. Give it up for Candace. Oh, we could have done better, but you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I've heard these guys freestyle in here. I know what right. I know what they're working with. We could we could get now the kind of up there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, this summer I would like to do some fun stuff like that. We're gonna we're gonna have to shoot our own our own shorts and our own clips. Why not, right? We got some talented yeah, people in here. We might as well use it for God. Amen. So let's get to what we came to talk about tonight. Who got my text messages? I'm gonna ask this every week. So you guys know what we're talking about then, right? What are we talking about? What up? Uh, the, I heard something about the light. Let's go, Brian. Let the light shine! Woo! That's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about letting your light shine. What does that sound like? What, what comes to your mind when you hear or you see just that? Malachi, what do you think? What is letting your light shine? Listen, we should be thinking that these days all this electricity is out around us. Right. Very good. Spread the word. Letting your light shine. Has anybody known somebody that like when they walked in the room and felt like a dark cloud just followed them in? Oh, yeah. Yeah? You guys ever have a friend that, like, we were just talking about this yesterday. Yeah. You ever have a friend that, like, you, you can be in a good mood, and then you talk to him for a minute, and all of a sudden, like, you're just not really in a good mood no more. <laughs> and it wasn't even like they did anything, but they're just, like... Stole they, your joy all what, of a sudden. A Debbie there. Downer. That's what they used to call them. A Debbie Downer. Anybody know a Debbie Downer? I know some Karens. Yeah, we've got Karens. we got Debbies. <laughs> Our world's full of some interesting characters. <laughs> But we, we've all had and we've all seen people that can do the negative. What about the positive? You guys know someone in your mind that like every time you're around them, you're, you're guaranteed you're going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. Usually it's like your best friend. Like that's, that's me. That's my best friend. Like my best friend, every time I'm around him, I could be in a bad mood. And then I get with him and all of a sudden like everything's cool. Like if it's just me and the kids at home, they'll be on my nerves and like, Cut it out. But when he's around, I'm like, ah, it's okay. We'll just let him break a little bit. I can see you know? someone there calling me like, hey, listen, Dan's a man, good fan. Just call him up. <laughs> right. It's important. It's important. But we can, we, you know, we brighten each other's mood. Nan was talking about the other day he was having a real bad day. He was like, you know, just going through a lot. Everything was blowing up. And Brandon just came out of his way and brought him over some food and just hung out with him for a little bit. And he was like, it really changed my whole day. Like, just that little bit there, like, helped. So, God got me thinking about all this. And, he's, and he started talking to me about letting our light shine. And what does that look like? And, of course, Hannah was going to teach. And she told me she was going to teach about letting her light shine. And I'm like, oh, me, God, me, we're both on the same wavelength. And then she didn't end up teaching. So, I'm going to do it. So, <laughs> and she is teaching in a couple of weeks. I hope she still teaches on letting your light shine. You guys can see like the difference between our messages and still getting it from the same source. Right. So, let's go to the Word of God. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. You are the light of the world. Who is he talking about here? Jesus. 
Jesus was talking. Who was he talking to? God. He was talking to God? He is God, homie. <laughs> no, but he, he was talking to us. He was talking to, of course, he was talking to a crowd of people who were there. But he was talking to everyone. And we're going we're gonna to see that a little more as he goes here. But he says, it's like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on the stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. That's what he's calling us to be like. I'm not supposed to be a light hidden under something. It's, it's not okay if I'm really happy and bright and cheerful when I'm at home alone. That's hiding everything that God's given me. It's better for me to be a light that lights up the room for everybody else. And then they will give praise to your heavenly Father. That is our way of glorifying God. If I'm walking around like Eeyore and I've got nothing good going on in my life and nothing bad or everything bad happens to me and oh, my life's just so terrible, that's not really going to bring praise to God. Mm-hmm. No one's going to look at my life and be like, wow, you serve a good God. Like I've been, I was Sunday, I had a couple people come up and they're like, oh, you look so nice. And I was like, which they were lying in the church. You think that and stuff? People wow. do that. <laughs> no. They, they were like, you look nice. They were just being polite. But I was like, I'm trying to outshine the pagans. Like, that's my new thing. Like, I'm, I'm trying to show the world that my God is better than what other people are serving on this earth. We see these movie stars and rappers, and they've got all this money, and they're throwing it around like their life's so great. And then we know that they all say their life's not good. They all say that they're depressed and that they're having problems, but they put on this big show to make everybody else think that their life is so good. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be like that. I don't want to put on this fake show. I'm not going to get up here and smile and then go home and be depressed. Like I'm not going to get up here and fake it for you guys. Like this, this I'm really this happy about life. I know God's got me. I know He's had me, right. and I know He's going to continue to take care of me. Amen. And I want to make sure. That our church body and that we as a youth group live the same way. Like we're going to be the light. You guys are going to be the people in your school that the other kids look at and go, man, why do they got it all together? Because we serve a good God. I serve a good God. He loves me. He wants to take care of me. He doesn't like to see me suffer. He, he, he cries with those who mourn. He wants us to have an amazing life. But I got to believe that. I got to put my faith in that. And I've got to actually live in a way that shows him that I believe in it. I can't walk around pouting. I can't walk around sad. I can't walk around with my light underneath the bush. I've got to be that light that shows everybody else that God is good. He's still alive. He's still in the business of helping people. He's still in the business of making people's lives better. So let's take a look at what Jesus had to say about all this. Mark chapter 4. He's telling the parable of the seed sower. He's telling us a little story about spreading the word of God. And he tells us that there were different seeds planted in different soil. Now, if you really study into this, we know that the soil is our heart. It's our life. 
The story is about how we react to the word of God. And it says in verse 7 here, other seeds fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants and they produced no grain. So he's saying, you know, this was the same soil. Everywhere, there, you know, this was the same plot of land here. But different, different plots had different textures. Different plots had different obstacles. And it was all about what was going on. And in this one, there were thorns. And these thorns grew up and they choked out everything. It was the same ground. It was the same seed. But the environment is what changed how the, this seed produced. And if we go a little, little bit further down in verse 18 here, Jesus explains what he means by all this. Because everybody's standing around like, is he still talking about seeds? <laughs> but Jesus is like, let me break it down for you guys. The seed that fell among the thorn represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life. What is the message? What is the word? What is the good news? What is the gospel? What is it? Is it anybody, anybody want to tell me? What, man, what's the gospel? God forgives us. God died for us and forgives us. Yes, God saves us. Yes, the gospel message. Christ came to the earth, died, and rose again from the dead. That's the gospel message. No matter what you're going through, he can heal you, he can fix it, he can make you better. This is the word. This is the gospel. They heard this. They heard this. They, they, they were told. Yeah, everything's going to be okay. That's where all of us are sitting right now. You guys are, are, are right now, you're in the same position. You've already heard that God loves you. I've already told you since you've been in the building. God loves you. He wants to bless you. He's going to take care of you. He's never going to watch you fall. Your kids aren't going to beg for bread. You're going to have money. You're going to be okay. And I know that's true because not, not because of what you've done, not because, because I know the Bible says that's his character. Right. Right. He's a loving God. He's always faithful. Even when you're not faithful, he's still faithful. So I can say those promises to you and know that they're going to be true despite what you do because of who God is. You have to believe it though. Because here these people are. They heard that. They heard God loves me. God's going to take care of me. Everything's going to be all right. That seed went right down into their heart and it was planted. But all too quickly, the message was crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth and the desires for other things. So no fruit was produced. Those three things, the worries of this life, the lure of wealth and the desire of other things. Those are what choked out and these thorns grew up. And these thorn bushes were up. And I, I've already told you guys about how much I hate doing yard work. So <laughs> I hope you guys remember. Dan does not like doing yard work. So there was, a, there was a, a spot in the back of my yard that there's a thorn bush that's growing there. And my neighbor got quite upset with me because he was trimming it. And then my wife was like, stop trimming it. <laughs> He's like, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, I actually like it. Like, I like the, 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 the like, Vines growing across my fence, and like it gives me a little bit more privacy on the back side of my fence. But in the in the process of this privacy, these thorns have crowded out all of the sunlight. 
So everything that's on the outside of that is having a hard time growing because there's no sunlight. Because it's all dark. Because of all these thorns that have grown up and crowded out all the light. And that's the same thing here that, that, that the Holy Ghost showed me what Christ is pointing out in this scripture. Not only about them not producing fruit. They didn't produce fruit because they weren't bright. They didn't have any light. They heard the message. They knew Christ came, Christ died, everything's good. We're, we're going to be all right. We've got God on our side. And then they didn't worry about that. And they started worrying about all the things in their life. And it began to weigh them down to the point where they couldn't be a light. They couldn't be happy. They couldn't shine in other people's lives. Because if you're going to shine, you're going to shine in other people's life. So if I know God's got me good, then I can tell man, God's got you good. I can tell Josh, God's got you good. God's going to take care of you guys. So it's not only for me to shine in my own life, but it's for me to shine into everybody's life around me. I don't want to be hidden. I want to be out there in front of everybody. But if I crowd it out in my own mind, worrying about tomorrow and worrying about how I'm going to have money when I'm older and worrying about the things that I desire, then I'm going to be crowded out. My light's going to be dim and I'm not going to produce any fruit because nobody's going to want to hang out with Eeyore. <laughs> nobody's going to want to hang out with the dark guy. Brandon called me the undertaker when I came in. So I was wearing my black coat, my hat. <laughs> and I'm like, nobody wants to hang out with the undertaker. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> he's, just, he's not a bright guy. He's not going to make your day a lot better. Doom and gloom. But that's not who we've been called to be. Right. We've been called to be a light. In Matthew 6, Christ is going to continue here and tell them, because, you know, he says this, he tells you about this, and we want our light to shine. So now he's like, well, let me show you guys how we can fix this problem. He says, don't worry about these things. Saying, what should I eat? What will I drink? What will I wear? These things dominate the thoughts of the unbelievers. They dominate the thoughts of the people who don't know Christ. They dominate the thoughts of the people who don't realize that they have a God fighting for them. A God who's going to open doors where they shouldn't open. A God who's going to get them into houses that they can't afford. Who's going to get them jobs that they shouldn't be at. They don't have all that. So they have to sit back and try to figure all that out on their own. And it causes them to, to dim. It causes them not to shine like they should shine. But it's the same God I'm serving that everybody else around here is serving. And we've seen Brandon step into a house that he shouldn't be able to get into. He walked right into it. I have my buddy Travis. He's driving a truck, never graduated high school. But he's got a job that, that you should have to graduate high school to get. But God opened doors and made a way where there shouldn't be a way. Now, I'm sure Travis and Brandon worried. <laughs> We're all not perfect. There's going to be times in our life when I worry. But I also am able to look back at those times and remember so that this gets easier as I go. Like there's a reason why I'm not as worried as I used to be. I also was in a position where I was living at my parents' house. We had a baby on the way. I had no credit. <laughs> I had no money. <laughs> I was 
teaching Bible studies in a different city every night of the week. So we were actually wasting our money if you looked at it from a worldly point of view. Now, I knew I was building treasures for the kingdom. But in a world's point of view, you're dumb. You've got no house. You've got, and you're wasting your money driving around teaching people about God who aren't going to give you money and they don't have money. So what are you doing all this for? But I knew that the promises in the word of God says that if we, what we give up for the kingdom, he gives us back a hundredfold. And I'm, I'll never forget, I was preaching a service. I had a man come up, but minister and prophesied in my life. God's going to do something big for you. As soon as he said it, I heard in my head, house. And I'm thinking to myself, like, God, I don't know how you're going to pull that off. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to work this miracle out, God. But I guess I'll leave it in your hands. And then I watched. He told me, the minister told me before the end of the year. Before the end of the year, my grandfather called me and was like, you guys, want, you want to buy a house? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how much money you got? I'm like, yeah, I thought you were giving it away. <laughs> but, I, but I knew God's promise. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. And I could have worried. I could have. I could have let this darken my light, but I knew God's word. God says he's on our side. He prophesied to me that he's going to do it. I have to believe it's true. So I never, I wouldn't tell my grandfather no. I just kept saying, well, we'll see. We'll see. Let's see. We'll see what happens. And I'm not kidding you. I'm going to try to make this story short because it's a long story. But we ended up moving into the house, zero money down. I lived there for three months before I ever had to make a payment. And now, 10 years later, that house has paid off 100% in my name. Now, the next time there's a challenge that comes up, all I do is look back and go, look what God did last time. <laughs> he took care of all of my cares then. He's going to take care of all of my cares in the future. That's why, I'm, that's why I took this time here to tell you guys about that. Not only because there's going to come times in your life where you're going to see a mountain that you don't know how you're going to get over and I want you to be like, you know what? Dan said God gave him a house. And it's true. I got witnesses around me. <laughs> There's people who know it's true. <laughs> there was people who really didn't believe it. I had to prove it to. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's the way it goes in life. Brandon, you guys are going to know Brandon. You guys have seen Brandon. You guys seen your brother. You guys watched your brother. God perform a miracle in his life. Yeah. Where you're going to have a time in your life where you might yeah. be tempted to worry and let the cares of this life crowd out your light. But God has called us to shine. He's called us to produce fruit. And we're going to do that by shining, by telling people the good news. We're not like the unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows what you need. My son has some needs. I know what he needs. He tells me he needs a PlayStation 5. No, he, he does don't. not. <laughs> you got an Xbox. You're good. <laughs> but I do know what he needs. He doesn't, he, he doesn't have to tell me he's hungry. He does. But he doesn't have to. Because I know when he's going to need to eat. And I'm planning to take care of him. And there's times that I'll cook him a big fat steak when he didn't even ask for it. Because I know what he likes. I know what he wants. And it, it gives me joy to bring him joy. But in Matthew 7, it says, You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Depends if they were asking for a pet. 
<laughs> my kids ask for a pet snake, I might give them. <laughs> They're like, I want a fish. I'm like, ah, fishes aren't cool. Snake. <laughs> but he's talking about eating. If you're asking for good food, am I going to give you something bad? If you parents know how to give good gifts, he says, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask? And he's, he's not talking about terrible fathers. Like, I don't, like I've heard some stories of some terrible fathers. Thank God my father's amazing. But I've heard some stories about people who've had some terrible fathers. That's not who Jesus is talking about. The best father that you can picture in your mind is still a sinful person compared to Jesus Christ. Jesus wasn't saying, yeah, I'm better than the father who uh, abandoned his kids and never talked to him and never gave him anything. That's not, he, he was just talking about the father who, who would never give their son a stone instead of bread. He was talking about a father who actually cares for his kid and he says, I'm better than that. I'm better than that. I'm gonna take care of you guys better than that. I have amazing parents. They're still sinful people. Shh, I didn't tell you. I did not say that. I'm not allowed to watch this recording. <laughs> but they're, they're still sinful people. But I know no matter what happens in my life, if I lost this house tomorrow, my mom and dad would help me. They'd be there with open arms. They never let me just go. They never just let me fall. They'd always help me because they, they love me and they care for me. So isn't God's character better than that? We should be telling people how great this God is that we serve. He's better than that. He's never going to let you fall. He's never going to let you go hungry. He's going to bless your life. But you have to believe it. That's why I'm taking all this time right now to talk about it. Because I want, I want to unlock this in your guys' life. I want you guys to have an amazing life. And all it's going to require is for you to believe what the Bible actually says about God. John 1 says... In the beginning was the Word, and it already existed. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through Him. And nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. There's nobody that you're going to hand Jesus to and it not light up their life. Every person who's had an encounter with Jesus walked away brighter. We, we know that from Moses. Moses just got to see a glimpse of the back of Jesus and his face glowed. His hair turned white from that experience with God. And we're having the same experiences in our lives today. There are people, we were just talking about some people who have been coming to our church for a little bit. I'm not going to say their name now. <laughs> but they came and they weren't the same that they are today. We were just, we were like, man, it was like something changed inside of them. They, they lit up. They became bright. They became happy. They became loving. They, everything about them changed. All because they had an experience with Jesus. They had an experience with Jesus and they had people of God shining into their life. We helped. We shined into their life. I didn't do anything special. I just, I just loved them. 
Hey, I just want to spend some time with you. Let you know I care about you as a person. And it brightened everything about them. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness can never extinguish it. Darkness does not put out light. When we turn on a light in this room, all the darkness flees. The darkness doesn't crowd out the light. We chase off the darkness. I'm not worried about what the devil's going to do in my life because I'm going to shine so bright that he can't get close to me. We should be the same way. Let your light shine bright. Here's the last scripture I'm going to go to. We can cue the music. We can get ready to hang out. But before we go, I just want to make sure that I drive this in home because we go, all right, you're right, Dan. I want to be that light. I want to shine. I want to, I want to show people around me, God. I want to be that person. How do I do that? Because I still wake up in the morning grouchy. <laughs> I still kick the dog every now and then. <laughs> I don't kick my dog. I do not kick my dog, guys. That was a joke. My dog is amazing. I love that dog. <laughs> but there's something in us. We're still flesh. We're still human. Corinthians tells us here we have this glorious gift here and it's, it's locked in these jar clays. Right before this scripture. He tells us that. We've got this locked in these clay jars. So even though I have this bright light, I'm still human. I'm still dealing with anger. I'm still dealing with depression. I'm still dealing with anxiety. I'm still got to figure out where I'm going to go to school next year. I still got to figure out how I'm going to make a living the rest of my life. How do I change that? In Corinthians... 2 Corinthians 4, verse 5. God showed me this this week, and I, I actually had to go back and add this to this. He says, you see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. I'm not up here preaching about me. I'm not, sure, I'm not telling you guys how I fixed all my problems in my life. That's not what we're doing. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. Not that he's just God. Not that he's just the creator. He's the Lord of my life. I preach that Jesus Christ rules in my life. He has the final say. He's the king. And we ourselves are your servants for Christ's sake. That's what we are. I'm here to serve the world. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness. That was God's first thing. His first thing he did. Is he said, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have all this darkness. Let there be light. Let there be light in this dark world. It was God's first thing that he wanted to achieve is that he put light on this earth. And today, that's your guys' job. You guys are the lights that God's put on this dark world. You're gonna see people who are gonna be dark. And it's your opportunity to shine into their life. He has made this light shine in our hearts. That same light. He's made it shine in our hearts. So we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus. We now have this light burning inside of our hearts. All of us do. He wanted to show you guys that light. So he's placed it inside you. If you decided to give your life to Jesus Christ, this light is burning inside you. There's nothing you can do about it. 
God spoke it into existence. Let there be light. Now that light is shining in your heart. But we ourselves are like friends. It wasn't the scripture before. It was this, it was actually the scripture. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars. I really had to slow down here because I tongue-tied that every time I said it this past week. <laughs> we are fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. So here's, I got this great light in me, but I'm still this, I still see this clay. I still see this flesh. He says, this makes it clear that our great power, this great power of this light, it's not from us. It's from God. That's where we get this light from. It comes from God, not from yourselves. You can't do anything in your life to make yourself right. You can't fix you. I don't care about how many self-help books we read. I don't care who, who the great person who has all this advice is. They can't make you fix you. You can't fix you. You can't make yourself undepressed. I don't care how much medicine the doctors give you. It's not going to fix what your problem is. It's not going to fix the darkness in your life. There's only one thing that's going to fix the darkness. And that was the one who originally said, let there be light. He's the one who can shine a light in your life. We have to make that choice. Do we want to be a light? Do I just want to blend in into the darkness? Do I just want to not worry about it and escape into nothing? Or do I want to shine bright and be the light that, that lights up the room for everybody else to see? The only way we're going to get that is by spending time with God. He's the light of the world. The more we're around it. You guys remember the old uh, glow-in-the-dark stuff? Like if you left it in a dark room, it wouldn't glow anymore. But if you took that light, you took that glow-in-the-dark thing, and you held it up to the light, and you just let it sit in that light for a little bit, then you could turn off all the lights in the room, and it would glow. Because it had been absorbing the light. But if you left that same glow-in-the-dark shirt, whatever it is, in the dark for long enough, it stops glowing. And I know you guys are a little bit younger, so you might not have experienced that. I pray you never do. But I, I've experienced that in my life. There was a time I was raised in church. I was around this light my whole life, and I took it for granted. And then I, I left the church for a long time. I didn't come around. And I got dark. I got real dark. And it took me getting to a point in my life where I realized that I had to get back to the light source to get the light back into my life. So let's all stand tonight. Listen to this song. God's always been about light. He guided him through the wilderness with fire. He dropped fire on us on Pentecost. He wants a burning fire inside you that will light it up for the world around us. So let's plug in. Let's spend time with Jesus. Let's let that light recharge our batteries so that we can go blow for this world.